My name is Owen Flynn and welcome to episode 39 of the Trail Running Ireland podcast. Hey everyone, in this week's podcast we've got head coach René Borg of Running Coach Ireland talking to us about the importance of finding meaning to our training, which will then help the emotional output and subsequently the physical output for our training and for our racing. And Lara Heffernan from the Irish Mountain Trail Runners Club talks to us about the origins of the club, their training and the general feel-good factor about this exciting new development in trail running in Ireland. Everybody, let's get your running gear on, let's go. How are you guys? I hope everybody is in good form, enjoying your training, enjoying your racing. I know it's a bit of a tough time at the moment, isn't it, with all the bad weather out there and lots of colds and flus and whatever else is out there at the moment going around. But let's try and keep it all positive. Keeps lots of good energy here for the next hour or so. And in that vein, well done to all those involved in the Kilmac Running Festival organised by Imre last weekend to celebrate their 40th birthday. Over 200 people were out running over the different distances from a ladies only night race on the Friday night to kids races as well as thrown in so well done to everybody in what looked like a great weekend and just over 200 people or so I think took part in all the different races and if anybody is interested in transfer news on the international trail running circuit there was quite a stir last week as Killian Jornet one of the world's most famous and very best trail and mountain runners announced that he was leaving Salomon after 15 years with the brand. One comment Taylor described it as like Messi leaving Barcelona and I suppose when you look at Killian's achievements over the years it's probably a fair enough comparison. I've got a list here in front of me let me just briefly go through it he was the 2014 Sky Running and Vertical Kilometre World Champion the 2019 Gold and Trail Series Champion champion, the 2007, 08, 09 12, 13, 14 and 18 Sky Running World Cup Champion. He was the ultra running world cup champion in 2012 2013 and 2014 and he was the 2014 vertical kilometer world champion and some of the biggest and most important races on the trail and mountain running world circuit that he's won are four-time winner and record man of the hard rock 100 nine-time winner of zagama six-time winner of zierra senal and three-time winner of the most famous of them all the ultra trail dumont Blanc. Some man for one man indeed. And I suppose with a VO2 max score of I think he has a 92 combined with his unique skill set on the mountains, you can see why he is so good and why he has won so many races and so many world championships. He didn't actually say what his next project would be so I'll keep an eye on that over the next couple of months and let you know, let you know if anything comes out. Before we call in many guys, a big massive thank you as always to our patrons who support the show every month all year long thanks a million guys for helping keep the show stay alive and a warm welcome to Alan Kilbride Connor Walsh and Vincent Morrissey who joined us since our last show thanks a million guys if anybody else would like to help out the show it is very much appreciated three euros to six euros a month the price of a gel is all that it takes all that it takes sorry to help keep the show going and you can find out more on patreon.com trail running Ireland podcast 
again as I always say we will never put up paywalls for our content as our aim is simply to grow the sport of trail and mountain running in Ireland in a fun and free way for our listeners okay let's get moving on with the show and let's call in our coaching guru Remy Borg from Running Coach Ireland. Remy, you're very welcome to the show. And Remy, I won't delay today. We'll get straight into our topic because I know you're keen to get out for a run before, before the lights go out and the darkness descends. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it gets dark so early these days. Oh, I know. Well, our topic for today, Remy, is you wanted to talk about the meaning of why we train and the meaning of why we run and the importance of, of having a meaning to have to having a successful and a long running career and one that's enjoyable as well. Yeah, I basically, you know, as we say, a lot of the topics we pick in this come from conversations we have with athletes. And, you know, I happened for in the last few weeks, I had a conversation with someone who had you know suffered with depression and we got to talk about um, the importance of having a sense of meaning in the activities that you do or meaningfulness Um and it got me thinking about an early topic of ours in this podcast, which was we said that the, f- the, the main stimulus, the primary stimulus for getting better at running is the mechanical one. You know, you go out and run in the first place. If you don't go out and run, you're not going to get a better runner. You know, that, that's no surprise. If you lift weights, you'll get stronger. If, and this is the big if, if the filter this is kind of the psycho-emotional filter that you attach to the activity. So that's your emotional state, your psychological state as you're doing it and before and after. That actually has a huge impact on how much of that stimulus goes into a positive adaptation. And it works the other way as well. And the long-term listeners might remember that people who have a tendency to anxiety and worry and negative thinking they have a higher rate of injury in all studies. Okay, so and so that just shows means if we do have, if we go into any activity, but especially sports training with negative emotions, negative expectations, high cortisol, um, you know, a, a sense of of rushing, um, a, a kind of lingering irritation because a lot of tasks were piling up in your life. All these things, not only do they sabotage the output, so you get less of a positive response, but they're very likely to heighten your chances of a negative response such as injury uh, or overtraining, you know, or lethargy or any of these other uh, negative outputs of training. Yeah, so essentially what you're saying, Renny, is that if the hour before we go training is full of stress, we could be in the most beautiful trail running um, area in the world for our 60 minute run. But then if we come back and we return to more chaos and stress for the next 60 minutes directly after our run, the, the benefits that we could potentially get from our training session, it's going to be so much smaller because our body is stressed beforehand and our body is stressed afterwards. Yeah, I think there's two reasons why it happens, and it's it's quite useful to understand them. First, as kind of what what goes on directly um, with the stressor. So, when you run, they they say what your mind perceives as stressful depends on basically your perception. So, if you don't perceive something you do as stressful, but another person does, uh, you 
that person might have a negative adaptation, but you won't. You're experiencing the same situation, but it doesn't phase you. Or maybe you even think it's funny. You know, maybe you're wired very strangely. Whereas the other people thought it was either very, very harrowing or um, or something like that, you know, very stressful in some way. Uh, that person then will have a different physiological response to you. Um, and that could be, for instance, let's say if you went on a survival camp together, one person might just think this, this was the most terrible week um of their life you know it was so stressful everything was awful whereas the other one was like wow what an experience i really felt it hardened me it challenged me it brought me on so two two the similar physical situations that you experienced but you would probably get two totally different outputs so that that's one part of it is that the brain mediates the the signals that are being sent by through perception of of it which is always totally subjective and then the other side is what you described there, that we, we don't get better while we train. You know, we get better when we rest. And that's all the hours around the training. So that means if you are trapped in any kind of life situation or you, you spend a lot of time during your day experiencing what you consider stressful in a negative way, um, there's, there's such a thing as positive stress, but I won't really go into it here at home because it's a, it's a big topic. But let's the traditional kind of negative perception we have of stress where you feel a bit strung out, you might feel anxious, you might feel angry, you might feel rushed, um, you know, any of these kind of emotions that I think most of us recognize. Then the body goes physiologically into a state where it is not trying to adapt to the physical stimulus because it stays in, you know, what we've called fight and flight multiple times in this podcast. And it, it's, it's kind of a, it's a state of breakdown. It's not a stage where you prepare and build up. And actually, if you stay in this long enough, you see the ultimate manifestation of this, which is a lack of fertility. Uh, and it's very underappreciated in modern society, you know, where we do have a fertility crisis is that when you are chronically stuck in an environment that you find stressful, either consciously, as in you really do, you are aware that you find it stressful, uh, your life is always rushed, you're worrying about money, you don't like your job, whatever it is, um, or your life is just too busy, or subconsciously, that means there's a lot of things around you in your immediate environment that's stressing your body. It could be, you know, um, something <laughs> in your local water. It could be the, the air being very dirty in the city you live in. You know, we know there's, there's lots of different cities around the world where the air pollution is absolutely off the charts. Mm. Or it could be the combination of all the bright lights and the hustle and bustle and our natural environment of our cities and metropolises. It, you might not even know that that's stressful to you, but your biology is actually under chronic stress because it's, it's not in its natural kind of uh, environment. And, and that means the body is in fight or flight, even when you're not realizing it. And that means it doesn't focus on the building processes, which includes the ability, obviously, to have and conceive children, you know, because that's in a way the, the ultimate building process right you know i think anyone who's, who's a parent can especially the mothers you know they yeah, yeah. They, they know that so i'm not saying every runner should think of themselves as a pregnant person but you do need to think about it as a similar project you're trying to grow something yeah well Renny, i'll give you two great examples from my own training over the last five or six years or so and um, i got divorced back in early 2016 and for the year building up to that, you know, things obviously weren't great at home or whatever. In 2015, then the divorce happened in 2016, big changes. And for those two years, I had chronic injuries that I just couldn't heal 
and couldn't cure. And it's exactly what you're talking about. When the body is constantly under stress, whether it can feel it or whether it's subconscious or not, um, I just couldn't heal and I couldn't train. Now, thankfully, I met Jenny, happily married now again. I met Jenny around 2017. And since I met Jenny, um, you know, I've had three or four great years training, which culminated there about two months ago in the Belfast Marathon. Delighted with the result. But what happened after Belfast, Renny, was that we had a little baby, beautiful little baby now, Leah. Um, Jenny went back to work. Liam and Alba, my other two kids, are, are in school. They need to be brought to school, collected. They need to go to their activities. So the, the quiet summertime that I had for training for Belfast was fantastic. Got back in good shape. But the recovery from Belfast has taken far too long than it should because since that first weekend in October, I have 40 minutes to train and that's it. Gone are the two-hour leisurely runs and come back and activation exercises, stretching and so on. And that's why only now, probably two months after the marathon, the legs are beginning to relax because they've been under constant rushing, constant stressing um, with all the family requirements and work requirements and so on for the last two months. So I understand completely what you're saying, Renny, and I'm sure a lot of listeners um, that are tuning in probably can relate to that as well. Yeah, and I decided to take a little, you know, grab bag as I do sometimes into the, the many fields of insight that there are around this to say, well, what, what are the things that, drive this because the, the three main emotions or coping strategies we uh, coping strategy is not the right word it, it manifestations of the body's attempt to try and cope in the modern world they say it's addiction uh, and depression and um, anxiety okay so most people will, will might recognize and this could be very very low level you know everything happens on a scale there's not one level of this where you can say oh depression begins here and it ends you know at, at the very worst outcome and anxiety starts here and ends there it, we have a general sense of what these words mean uh, same with addictive behavior you know there's so many types of addictive behavior it could just it could start from the very innocuous that you simply cannot function without constant shots of coffee to you know really serious addiction on hard drugs or medications um, yeah. but it means these are coping strategies because the body is crying out for for some kind of help some some deep needs are not met um, and in that hole something else needs to flow um, you know, and, and these coping strategies come in and they can have very serious ramifications. Um, but the, the, basically, the, the things that seem to throw people off edge is that they lose a sense of purpose. That's one. A sense of ownership. That means, you know, ownership over your own destiny, for instance, um, that, or a sense of control, which means that you feel like, oh, I'm not in control of the events in my own life, of my own destiny, and so on and so forth. Uh, so that seems to be what throws a lot of us out of kilter and running is an activity that sits in that general landscape of your life and what we don't want to happen as coaches is we don't want running to become uh, just another problem to be managed within that uh, because what the problem with running is that it can get repetitive and and if you're already stressed and you start to reframe what used to be an enjoyable hobby that made you feel good as something you are rushing into and out of you know and it, it starts to become a bit of an inconvenience and it actually amplifies that lack of feeling that you know you you're out of control you mightn't have any race either so it means there mightn't be any purpose to the running and um, so this is where my this conversation i had with this athlete about you know 
there needs to be a meaning attached to the activities we do to have a positive outcome from them. And with running, that means that, you know, traditionally we think, well, if we have a, a firm goal that meets some of the needs that we have, which is part of this, of fixing this problem is, you know, we need to look at what are our needs and how do we fulfill them? So if our, one of our needs could be a self-actualization, you know, self-realization need, these are kind of higher needs, you know, on the, in a hierarchical sense, uh, that could be, I really want to, you know, complete my first marathon, or I want to go to UCMB, or, you know, I want to finish the Wicklow round, whatever it is, that is, you have that goal because you feel it will give you something, you know, it will fulfill one of those deep needs you have, and it will, it will fill your, your, probably most of your days with a sense of purpose, and the running is part of the process, so whenever you do each run, or maybe most runs, that's enough, right, it has to be every single one, but most runs, that sense of purpose kind of permeates it. You can sense it. Um, and that means the emotion that is attached to that run will trigger a more positive physiological response, which will help you both in terms of you're going to get more bang for your buck in terms of running, but you will also have a more healthful response from the running in terms of improving your overall mental and physical health. Yeah. You know, so this is, that's kind of where it comes in. Um, but let's say you are trapped in a situation, or trapped is a bit strong word. Let's say you're in the situation where you don't have an immediate goal and you can't come up with one just now. Maybe you feel the, the future is a little bit too messy. You don't want to pick a goal. Uh, maybe you have an injury right now. So it seems silly or stupid to think of a big, hairy goal because you don't know when you can really start getting back to, you know, what you consider serious training. In those, you have to. Uh, try and reframe the situation and say, well, actually, wait a minute here. Uh, is the only meaning of going out for a run on the lovely trail, for instance, I is it having a big adventure six months from now? Is that really the only meaning I take from this? The only purpose? Because if you examine it, most people will find it's not. You know, you might mm -hmm. remember that in the early days, you love the feeling of getting the pulse up and this feeling of satisfaction when you come home of having used your body. Uh, and it maybe just remind yourself, well, that's why you do it. Or you might have remember, as I did, you know, when I went to my first hill race, I saw this 70 year old um, guy, um, Kellett, you know, he's, you know, he's unfortunately not with us anymore, Owen, but he was, he, he looked very old to me then. I was in my 20s, you know, and he was still yeah. running up and down that hill. And I thought, how amazing is that to be able to do that at that age? And I thought, that's why I want to do it. So, you know, I remind myself whenever life is tough with my own little niggles that when the run itself mightn't be a super pleasure because you're like, oh yeah, the ankle there is a bit, is a bit irritating. You know, I'm not exactly in Kenyan free flow here. <laughs> you know, I try and remind myself if I stop doing this, my heart wouldn't be so healthy. I wouldn't have as much energy when I sit at the desk afterwards. I wouldn't have such a strong immune system, you know, that I rarely have any complaints <laughs> I started to remind myself that that is also why you're doing it. And I, and I think that's what you need to do if you start to feel like you're just drifting. Yeah. Um, there are more cards to play, but I might let you come in there, Owen. Because uh, yeah, well, just as you were talking there, Rene, and I might encourage all the listeners to do this if they have a moment. While you were talking, I wrote down my tree reasons my three meanings why i run and my number one Rene, was racing and competition because i'm still i still feel like a young 10 year old that 
wants to go and represent Ireland in the Olympics and play for Ireland in a World Cup. And, and I always love, whether it be scoring a goal or running in a race and trying to beat the, the boy or the, or the man beside you, that, that's personally what I love. So that's I love having a, a goal, a race to look forward to. It doesn't have to be this week. It doesn't have to be this month. But having something, whether it's four or five, six months away, I, I love that. Second, My second meaning, Rene, was health and well-being. We've spoken about so many times in the show. I'm sure we can all see so many articles online about just how how positive running and and training is for our health and for our well-being, mental and physical. And then my third one, Rene, was um, companionship and friendship. Um, I think of all the guys that I I met in Raffarnham, my club back home, you know, meeting people like yourself through running and at the races that I work with, meeting great people, super positive people. And, you know, a final message that I might say to the listeners is that when you write those three down, remember them, you know, don't forget them when when it's it's a dark, cold night outside. Just think, yeah, why am I running? Is it because of this race? Is it because, you know, this is going to help me have more energy to play with my kids or more energy to do whatever? And then, you know, oh, who am I going to meet or am I going to meet Paddy or Jimmy at the weekend and have a good time? Um, so maybe, Renny, you, you might write down your, your, your own three meanings um, for, for our next recording and you, and you can let us know what you put down. Yeah, I might. I might. You know, and what I would say to people on that is just be prepared that they will change as you grow older. Because I know <laughs> yeah. if I had if I had written down the top three reasons when I started, they would be different than they are now. Uh, but I, I certainly think the socialization is a good one to kind of wrap up with because during the last uh, 18, 20 months, I know for myself and my wife, for instance, the vast majority of our social interactions, if we had to number them, has been with the people in our running club. You know, it's the, we have three runs a week usually. Uh, for two After two of them, we sit in a cafe together or outside and chat. Um, you know, so it's a huge outlet and you do, you know, the people who are injured, I know in the club and when they can't go run, they're always kicking themselselves because some even come along sometimes after after, but, but, you know, they, they losing that is, is huge for a lot of people. Um, so, so yeah, definitely. There's so many things to it. So that's, that's something you could tell yourself if the next run is a little bit boring, uh, just say, you know, this is what helps keep me fit enough so I can keep up with the others in the club. Yeah, absolutely. And then anybody that's listening right and say that might be injured at the moment and they mightn't be able to enjoy any of those three things that we mentioned there, that, you know, time does move on, injuries heal. How many stories, Rennie, have we heard of people who thought they had a career-threatening injury or they were out for six months, but they always come back, don't they? So if you're going through a bad time at the moment, if you if you can't race, if you're not feeling healthy, if you can't go training and meet your friends, things will heal. And, you know, the, the new year is just around the corner and you will be back. Yeah, absolutely. And until then, you know, just the main takeaway is try really and look at the psycho-emotional, that's the word, you know, even if it's a little bit technical, your psycho-emotional environment around you, that's what you need to look at improving if you can at all. You know? so, yeah. And that is about, you know, increase your sense of purpose, your sense of ownership over the events of your life and your sense of control of what's happening in your life. You know, anything you can do about those three things is going to help achieve that. Brilliant. Well, listen, Renny, go out, get your run in, enjoy your training. And Renny, we look forward to talking to you next time. And if anybody wants to chat with more, Renny, you can get him on runningcoach.ie or on his Facebook on Instagram account. Renny, thanks very much. And we'll talk to you soon. 
All right, thanks, all. Cheers. For our feature interview this week, a really positive feel-good story about a relatively new running club focusing specifically on trail and mountain running in Ireland. And who better to tell us more about the good work they are doing than one of its key founders, Lar Heffernan. Lar, you're very welcome to the show, Lar. Really delighted to chat about the Irish mountain trail runners as it's great to see new running clubs being set up. Running clubs that are affiliated to Athletics Ireland but have their main focus as trail and mountain running. So very, very welcome there. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to having a chat. Um, to, to kick things off, Lara, um, tell us about where the idea of the, the club came from. And I presume it must come from your own love and interest in, I don't know if it was road running first, cross-country running first, or, or was mm. it always mountain running? No, to be honest, like we never really planned on starting Irish Mountain Trail Runners a bit, it all kind of, there was a few of us started running, like I used to, my background was, was football, I used to play football for years and years, and then I got a, I tore my ACL, so that put me out of football, and then I started doing a little bit of running, and I found that the roads were, I just wasn't enjoying them as much, so we started doing a little bit of trail running, and then a few of the friends started doing a bit of trail running with me, and then every week it started, there was another couple of people joining us, another couple of people joining us, and then um, we just decided, you know, look, the more people join us, we better kind of try and do this properly. So we began putting structures in place, like, you know, such as we started doing routes and organising distances. And I, I got in touch with Athletics Ireland to see how we could go about making Irish Mountain Trail Runners official. And uh, we started putting a little couple of things up on Facebook, you know, pictures here and there. And it really just, it took off from that. And that was in 2018, 2018. And in 2020, then we kind of moved, we made Crew of Woods our home. And since you've been over there now, it's, it's gone from strength to strength, to be honest. Really, is really, really, really enjoying it. And Lara, I have to ask you, Lara, before we continue talking about running, Lara, who did you play football for, Lara? Because I remember I had a similar conversation with your good pal, Stephen Moran, who was telling me about his Leinster Senior League days. And we had a bit of a chat about it a couple of episodes back. So who did you play for, Lara? Uh, it was a bit of a journeyman around Pala. It would have been like um, <laughs> St. Colin Kills, Time and Celtic, all, all those sort of dragon rangers. It was um, I was a bit of a journeyman, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Rona man myself, um, a Saturday player and then a Sunday player for a couple of seasons as well. So, and do you miss the, the football or, or does I did, I'm sure yeah, Ronan I did probably keep start, you busy I did, enough? It, I did miss it at the start, yeah. But um, look, the running has just taken over now and it's, I really, really, really enjoy the trails. Really enjoy them. Yeah, it's a nice substitute, isn't it, from, from playing every weekend? Yeah, yeah. uh, it's different, it's totally different. It is totally different. And I find like with the, the running that you can very much kind of control your own destiny. You can control your own training sessions, your own performances, where, of course, football, very much a team game. So, very much team, yeah. you know, you, you, you can't control your own training timetable either. You've got to go on a Tuesday or on a Thursday evening, whatever it might be. But with running, at least yeah. we, we can train anytime we want, any day we want. Plus, most of the time on the hills, there's not someone trying to kick the legs from under either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and are, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there are members of clubs, whether it's, you know, road running clubs, the more traditional clubs or are now more and more coming into the trail running scene as well. 
but I'm sure very few people have actually set up a club. So I'm sure that must have been a very daunting experience for you. Um, you know, being brave enough to go and do it, the, the hassle of going to do it, taking on that extra bit of responsibility. I'm sure you're busy with family and work and so on. So what, what was it like, um, you know, making the decision to set up your own club like that and then going through all the paperwork with Alex Ireland to, to, to get it done? Yeah, it's, it's really exciting to see what we are building and, you know, to see where we have come from, from what like from what we started out with, it's um it's just brilliant, it's brilliant to see. But like it, we were lucky at the start. We had um a lot of good people around us who we could talk to about setting up ours mountain trail runners. And it, like we wanted to set it up in the right way. So my brother, for instance, he runs a, a Tala Martial Arts. It's a very successful kickboxing club, and it was great. I was able to bounce ideas off him, sound him out about what we needed to have in place to make sure the club was 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 run properly. So um. Yeah, getting all those sort of ideas, like any sort of problems we ever had, we had someone that we could talk to. I didn't like we didn't want to just set it up and hope for the best. We wanted to kind of put a structure in place that it would be it would be done right. And like we have a great team around us at the moment. We've we, like we've Daniel Page, um, we have Philip Monaghan, Natasha Evans, and Amy Martin. They they run it with me. And uh, without them, to be honest, the work they put in, like Irish Mountain Trail runners, it wouldn't be here. It, it definitely wouldn't be here. Like the, the, the amount of work that the, the, the guys put in with me is it's unreal. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. The, the last two years, I suppose, it's it's been very stop, start, stop with the COVID and with everything that goes with that. So we're kind of doing our best to stick to COVID guidelines and keep our crew motivated. Um, well, the, the, the joint call we were setting up, uh, we were setting up virtual team relays, the distant runs. And when we did get back to the hills, we got back, you know yourself when you came back. It came back in pods of fifteen. Yeah. So we like we weren't really advertising the club to to push it on. We were just we have a WhatsApp group and we advertise in that. Like we tell the kid the, the guys and that what we're doing. So we don't really advertise outside the group. So we could control the numbers and hopefully keep everyone safe. But uh, to be honest with you, with, with everything that's been going on over the early part of Irish Mountain Trail Runners, I I don't even think we've really got going yet. To be honest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw just on your Facebook page that you have over, I think, a thousand likes or followers or whatever you want to call it on the Facebook page. And and what does the club look like now? Um, like, is there is there a couple of hundred people involved in it? Does it kind of change from month to month? Um, but what does the profile of the members look like? Yeah, well, the profile of the members would be... We're in a really good place at the moment where we're Irish Mountain Trail Runners. Like we have a great crew, as I said, to really support with each other. Like we have everything from, I suppose, beginners. The beginners 4K was one of the best things we ever added to it because it, it was a real introduction to people to let them, like a lot of people come up and they think they have to run a 10K trail run when they don't. You know what I mean? Like you need to, it's small steps. You know yourself from running mountains. You can't just go from doing probably a 5K in the road to being thrown straight into a 10K trail run. Yeah. It's, it's just too hard to do, you know? So we have like the 4K beginners. Then we have the guys who do their 17 up to 20K on a Saturday. And even a couple of weeks ago there, we had two of the guys. They, one of them did a distance of 42K and the other one did a distance of 50K. But they came up for us and ran with the club, kind of done their seven and tens, got them out of the way, and then headed off into the, to their out of more distance. It was, yeah. it was it was brilliant. Like, and um, we have, like, I suppose, from 
probably we were 18 to probably mid 60s i'd say would be our age or our, our, our age group that we yeah. what we have yeah yeah no no super and and i'm sure it sounds like that you work on all the different aspects of the club in terms of trying to promote a nice social aspect of it and promoting well-being i'm sure steve helps you out a lot with that side of things as well yeah, through yeah. his through his organization mind body and mountains um, but I'm sure then you are competitive as well. And, you know, I've often seen photographs of you guys. And, and, and indeed, that's how we first met. I got talking to you at Eco Trail Wicklow that, you know, it's like racing, I'm sure, as well and being competitive too. Of course we do. Yeah, of course we do. Like, we have some of the lads that they, they, they've set up PBs on the routes that they do. Yeah. They're trying to beat them every single week. Like, so we have really, some really, really strong runners in the club. Really yeah. strong. And, but it goes, as I said, like, I think. Within the, on the competitive side of it, I think everyone has their own goals. Like you have the, the, the obviously the lads who want to just go out and smash it, and they want to like they just want to beat their time, they want to beat their time. But then you have the other people who, like, to some of them to like to start the four k and to run and walk your first four k, and then when you get to finish that four k without stopping, like it's an amazing achievement, yeah. amazing achievement. And the thing about it is, like, even with the top runners that we have they would never ever think like they'd, they'd always help each other and there's no kind of really I'm one of the fast runners I don't run with anyone else everyone in the club they encourage each other help each other there's, there's never a problem with it it's absolutely like some of the I think the group we have the group that we've kind of built together they're amazing amazing group of people yeah and I suppose um, do you get to run yourself Lara I mean do you have any trail and mental running goals yourself or are you just kind of caught up with the organizational side of things and helping everybody else out? Do you, do you have any big plans yourself for the next couple of years? I kind of I had I do look, I think my own running goals have changed in the last in the last few years. Like my biggest buzz now would be I think from running this to see someone who, as I said, Rem walked the 4K route to finishing their first 7K, or someone completing their first, say between 10K, whatever, 20K to an ultra mountain run after training with us to do it and then to see them finish that run. I think like that's kind of where I'm kind of, they're kind of my new running goals at the moment is to help people get there. But um, like even with, and with the organisation thing, we organised our first club event there in October. I don't know if you've seen that on Facebook or anything. Yeah, I saw it like, yeah, it looked oh, great. It was, yeah. it was brilliant. Like, it was yeah, yeah. Brilliant. We had a 10K, we had a 22K and we had a 42K. Now all these runs came with an ish as the group, <laughs> as the group on the whole, like they're never that precise when we're measuring them out. But um, yeah, it was all run on the Wicklow way, and we had I think we had over sixty of our members from the club that took part and finished, which was it was a brilliant day. It was it was a great way of introducing, I suppose, the crew to the to the race day feel without it actually being a race. If you know what I mean, yeah. Like a lot of people, I think, kind of get caught up in the it's a race. So I have to go fast, so that. This way, they could like they were running with their club mates, so they yeah. knew like if, they, if it was their first ever ten k race, they knew they were going to be able to finish. There was no pressure on them to finish it, and like the progress since we actually done that, since that event, the progress people have made up in the club has been phenomenal. I think it kind of it, it, it kind of opened the door for them all. Like we had like we we about six or seven people finished the forty two k their first forty two k's on the on that day. Like and uh, really enjoyable. I actually enjoyed setting it up. Like it was, it was great. We had a great, like the, as I said, the, the guys I named earlier, we all kind of got stuck in organized stuff. What we done was it was a, it was a free event for all our club members. So 
what we did, we had medals, we had T-shirts, we had, we went out and we marked the route, the route was marked, it was probably overmarked, that was ourselves being a bit more terrified that we were going to lose someone on the Wicklow way, <laughs> so we, we had it marked down to a T and we had a, we had big finish line and stuff, we had, we had a whole lot of coming in just to give them that, that race feel and look, I think the goal we set out was to show them that they can do it that there is, they, they can enter other people's races and they can go on and do this. Like, it's just to give them that confidence boost and it really, really worked. It really worked. Yeah. Really so, I mean, it, it, is it a case, Lard, that you're actually very much like a traditional athletics club where people join the club and not only do they meet up, say, on a Tuesday and a Saturday morning or whatever, but they actually get their coaching from the club coaches as well. So if somebody is listening in and if they want to join the, the Irish Mountain Trail Runners, not only from the social aspect as well, but are yourself and the more experienced guys, are you offering weekly coaching to the people as well? Like, will you tell them what you are doing on a Wednesday and a Thursday night, not just when you meet up, say, on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning, but you're actually giving people proper structure and training advice too? Yeah, we give out advice. If anyone, anyone has asked any advice, like there's, there's so many experienced runners now in the club that um, like anything they're looking to do, like if they want to do their first 10K, we'll give them a training plan for that if they want to do their 42k there'll be a training plan for that like whatever they want to do there's be like we have some great runners there as i said like danny he that runs with us he's he's done the 93k um carry ultra the night run and he he came toward in it wow and, like, awesome. he's a he's a proper runner so like we have good lads there that like the experience is there so if anyone wants to do any run there's more than there's enough coaching there and plus what we do is as we're running so myself dan and phil We'll make sure, so we have, say we have, for instance, we have 15 runners on the 7K, but we'll make sure that everyone on that K, we've had a chat with each one of them as we're going. So we'll hit them. You know, if we know someone like they usually struggle on the hill, we'll go and we'll meet them at the hill, we'll be on the hill and we'll we'll run the hill with them. We'll tell them what way, you know, what way they should hold their posture, what way their breathing should be. I just think when you're actually doing it, it's a lot easier to show someone. Yeah, absolutely. Than just try and send someone a text and say, look, this is what you need you to do. So the three of us get around. I mean, we, we, there wouldn't be anyone on the run that would run, run solo for the whole run. Like we'd always, there'd always be advice given out. And look, sometimes for a mental kind of thing as well, some people just like to have a chat when they're running. Yeah, sure. I don't know the amount of times that I've come down from the hill that someone has said, you know, I really needed that today. Really nearly was having a bad day. And I came up here and my head is clear and my great family. And even if it's not one of us talking to them, like, these are they probably all started as running buddies, but there's a lot of good friends there now. A lot of good friends there now that they they go out and they run themselves, even if they're not running with the club, they'll go out, they'll meet up, have a chat. Like it's it's it, there's a very good social side to it as well. Yeah, no, it's a great thing about running, isn't it? And like if anybody's listening in and is wondering what exactly happens on the runs and where you go running, I mean, go go to the Facebook page for the Irishmen and Fair Runners. And I did it myself like, yesterday just as I was getting ready to chat today and I was looking at all the photographs of where you go running and if anybody's stressed out after a week at home in the office or work or whatever, like a, a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning up with you guys yeah. up in the Dublin uh, and Wicklow Mountains, I, I say it's, it's the best known. It sets you up perfect. When most of our runs, as I said, they would be around crew. Like we'd start in crew, so we'd have our 4K and our 7K, we'd usually head off around half eight from crew and then our 10K about 9.30 ish, depending on what time we all get back in, but that's when they head out. Now, we would do, like during the summer there, 
we had a great run. We had a couple of great runs actually during the summer. We brought them up to, do you know Seahan? Yeah. Yeah, we brought them up to Seahan. It was about a seven or eight K, so it was a mixed pace. But we brought them all up there just to give them the idea of the open mountain and just different trails. And I have to say, it was brilliant. The feedback we got from that was was amazing. Like, it really Fantastic. was. Yeah. And in general, like I say, in the trail and mountain running landscape in Ireland, um, do you think that the sport is in a good place? Have you identified any things that can be improved? The standard of racing, standard of coaching, whatever it might be. I mean, you're probably in a great place now because you've lived it as both a runner, as a, as a club organiser, as an event organiser as well. How do you think what the, the sport is doing at the moment? I think it's doing really well. There'll be one thing, I, the lad who MCs the Eco this year, I think they should probably change him. He was but, a bit uh, dodgy, was he? They flew him <laughs> in from somewhere. <laughs> no, he was very good. He was very good. He had a bit of a dodgy <laughs> Spanish accent, I think, did he? <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. No, I do think, I think, um, no, I think trail and mountain running is in a very good place. Like, I think the work Imre do and the other, and other people as well, like, they're doing a really good job. And then you have, you know, you have other mountain running clubs that are popping up all over the place. So I think it's only going to get stronger. Like when you look at it, like you look at the Eco Trail or you look at Run the Line there a few weeks ago, like just from our club alone, I think in the Eco Trail we had 20, between 20, 25 people running that. And then on Run the Line there a couple of weeks ago, we had over 30 people running it. And that's just from our club. Yeah. So I can imagine with other people, like you see, like you see, you see, you've seen yourself with Eco, like it was, there was some amount of people out with that. It was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think mountain running is in, in Ireland is in very safe hands at the moment. Yeah, I know, great stuff. I mean, it, it is. I mean, you have like the traditional Imre events, the fabulous Leinster Leagues, Munster Leagues on, on, a, on a Wednesday night, then, of course, at the weekends, all throughout the year as well. Then you have, you know, the more commercial races who are all trying to up their game as well. So there's a nice combination there as well. And then, you know, if, if you guys have the support of Athletics Ireland, like yourselves do, like Imre do, hopefully we can, you know, continue to grow and grow. And, and what I noticed in as well was in the photographs that I saw and from when I saw you that day in Eco Trail, there's a nice balance between male and female runners. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's great to see so many ladies out running the mountains as well, because that wasn't always the case. Yeah, no, we have a great group of a great group, like a really mixed group. Now, I know I think with the Morris Mullins this year, there was a lot of our, a, a lot of the ladies done it. There's a good like that is like we have, I think I'd say it could be it could be close to 50 50, maybe 55 45% male, female. But it's um yeah, they're just going from strength to strength. I think a lot a lot of the thing with ladies as well is when they're having run, like they don't want to go up on their own and run yeah. around like you know crew of woods or to Braddon or something like that on their own whereas with this they, they can all meet together they get to know each other and then from that then they can push on and they can meet up in little groups themselves so like safety in numbers all the time you know like it's a lot safer to run with a few people than it is to run on their own yeah um, and any any big plans for 2022 laugh for the club um, I'm sure it would be great if we ever got to a stage where we'd have like a proper um, mountain running trail running club championship just like you have your road relays in Rohini and so on and your you know team events in the marathon on the road wouldn't it be great if we got to a stage where we had I don't know seven or eight proper trail and mountain running clubs competing against each other maybe some maybe I'm sure you'll have a team in the Wicklow way for example yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that that would actually be that would be brilliant to have something like that. Like, would be it would be amazing. I think like there is a good trail running community there, and 
you could see up at like like Rundle Line and like Eagle, like all the clubs, man, they all talk to each other. There's no like at the end of the day, there's great camaraderie between everyone. So I think, yeah, something like that, a league would be that would be good. Yeah, that would be good, Craig. Yeah, maybe something for the next year or two. Yeah. Um, but listen, just to finish off today, if anybody is listening in and if they want a super new challenge for 2022 to go running in fantastic places with good company at the weekends next year. Um, where's the best place for them to contact you guys at? Well, so the best place to contact us is on Facebook or Instagram. Like we generally don't advertise when our runs are on, but if anyone wants to get involved, they are more than welcome, more than welcome to contact they Just contact us and we'll go through it with them. Like, we do have a lot of people that would contact us through Facebook or through Instagram that come on board with us. It's yeah. just at the moment we like we don't really advertise when the runs are at the moment because it's just too hard to control at the moment with the way yeah. things are. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, there's no problem. Anyone wants to contact us through Ice Mountain Trail Runners on Facebook or Instagram. Sure. Are there any membership fees left for anybody that wants to join? No, there's no member. Not at the moment. We we don't do a membership. We, what we do is if you if you enjoy it, you come up run a few times. If you enjoy it, then we recommend that everybody if they're going to stay with us that they join the club through Athletics Ireland, and that like yeah. that. That that covers everything for you. you know, okay. so, yeah, Super. that's Super. okay. Well, well, listen, fair play to you for you know having the the the, the courage of your conviction to go out and, and start a new club. But it's not easy to start a new project like that with such positive energy. And I know from talking to the people that are in the club alongside you that. They speak very, very highly of the club and both yourself as well. So congratulations on all yeah, that great work. As the, last you know yourself, the club wouldn't be anything without its members and the members yeah. we have, like they're an absolutely yeah. unbelievable bunch of people. A, a good squad, a good a good squad by the sounds with that. Brilliant squad, yeah, brilliant. A, a good first 11, great stuff. Okay, well, listen, <laughs> yeah. best of luck over the Christmas, Lara, and sure, I look forward to maybe hopefully seeing you sometime on the hills in 2020. We'll meet again, oh, we'll meet again. Thanks a million for taking it. Thanks, really appreciate it. No puzzle all that. Take care, mate. All the best. That's a wrap for this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. And a reminder to maybe write down what the three key reasons are why you train, why you run, as we mentioned earlier on with Rennie in the show, as if we do have an important meeting to our training, that will invariably lead to a better physical output, better results for our training and for our racing. Finally, guys, just a reminder, if you do get a chance as well to pop over to Patreon, the Trail Running Ireland podcast on Patreon, to help keep the lights on in the trail running, Ireland headquarters, i.e. the living room here. Three to six euros will help um, the show, keep us going, and um, the price of a gel a month. And we hope to be back with one more show before Christmas time, guys. So in the meantime, everybody, let's get our running gear on. Let's go.